As we are coming up on around six months of the next-gen consoles being available in a somewhat limited capacity, one thing that you will see from many popular tech and gaming outlets is what is the best TV to pair with your new next-gen gaming console. And with features like 8K output capabilities, HDR, and the ability to run games at 120 frames per second, the bottleneck of the operation now becomes does your TV have HDMI 2.1 and can it support these features? Many sites include OLEDs high on their list, especially the LG models, and having owned an LG OLED for the past four years, I thought I would weigh in on the debate and give my impressions from ownership and why you should probably consider another form of television and even more specifically, why you should avoid LG altogether. One of the systems that can take advantage of these features is the PlayStation 5, but you need games to see how amazing these features look. And one way that Sony is getting games into the hands of PlayStation 5 owners is by offering new releases on PlayStation Plus, which of course made me think that there should be a list for best games of PlayStation Plus for PS5 in 2021. Obviously, with usually one game added per month, we will check in on this evolving list every few months to see how the rankings have been adjusted, but for now, we will create the base of this list. That's what's happening this week on the Video Games Podcast. Are LG OLEDs any good for the average gamer? The short answer is no, but it's more than that. When choosing to be an early adopter of new technology, you can expect some bumps and bruises, you can expect better models to come out soon after, and you can even expect the prices to drop drastically. But what you don't expect is that the product will be next to useless within about four years. Sadly, that is the case with my current LG OLED. Inky blacks, low latency, and all the other promises of OLED sounded too good to be true. And as an early adopter of flat screens since the early 2000s, my first true loves were Panasonic Vieira Plasmas. At the time, some of the best residential screens for gaming, sports, and action movies. I even still have two of the higher-end models that I purchased way back when, including the V series, which still works phenomenally to this day. It doesn't have HDR, 4K, or even extremely low input lag, but more importantly, it still works and looks great. I have also owned Sony LEDs as well as Samsungs, which means that I have been around the block with televisions. I've never owned an LG product before, ever, but these OLEDs look too good to pass up. It was the next wave and waiting for the third iteration, the hope was that the kinks were sorted out. Despite LG stating that their TVs boast a lifespan of 30,000 hours, I have only just recently crossed the 10,000 hour threshold with a likely 50-50 split of gaming and TV, and it's nearly unusable. As an adult with responsibilities and a gamer who wants to have a great escapist experience while playing games, it's a large chunk of money to pay for something that doesn't last. As someone who does their due diligence before making large purchases and even sometimes small purchases, there was enough information going around about OLEDs being overly susceptible to burn-in and permanent image retention that other types of TV screens just weren't. So I purchased the extended warranty, which is something that I don't often do. This warranty took the standard LG one-year warranty and added on two extra years for a total of three years coverage, which should be enough use to see if major problems will arise. And sure enough, within only about two years, 
bad burn-in began to arise, which wasn't a large concern of mine since I had purchased the extended warranty from the Big Blue Electronics Store. And after sending someone out to look at my screen back in 2019, when I asked him what was the likely outcome, his exact words were, from what I have seen, they will just give you a new TV when it's this bad. All I had to do now was wait for the claims department to contact me, and within a few days, they did, notifying me that the problems with my screen were outside of the parameters of their warranty. The warranty, which I read all of the fine print beforehand and even asked what was covered, and I was assured Burnham was covered because the manager of the store who sold me the TV said that OLEDs were too new and there is too much talk of Burnham. What else would fall under the extended warranty of the TV if not the screen? What else is there? Not only does the screen have the worst burn-in or image retention that I have ever seen with my own eyes, but I have been forced to turn off the HDR on all of the inputs or else the screen flickers constantly as it can't decide if it wants to display HDR or not. OLED burn-in or image retention can't be reversed. Sure, you can try to run a pixel refresher that most new TVs have, or you can even find some on YouTube as well, but they aren't going to fix much. When I reached out to LG, I wasn't sure what I was looking for. After my warranty was denied from Best Buy in 2019, and LG failed to do anything then, as they claim that they only offer a one-year warranty, I thought this time around it might be different, since not only was the burn-in much worse, but now HDR doesn't work. I was hopeful that LG might stand behind their product when the problem at hand becomes much greater than just burn-in. Having a 4K TV without HDR is like having a Ferrari without gas. It's the feature that truly makes a TV pop. And considering I paid over $5,000 for this TV just a few short years ago, I thought they might want to keep me invested in their ecosystem by offering some way to make things right or at least extending an olive branch. Considering that after all expenses have been paid, LG's operating profit in fiscal year 2020 was $2.85 billion. It would be safe to assume that there was some room in the budget to fix a TV that is a shell of what it could be at a third of how long it's supposed to last. Although, if you're making that much money, you clearly don't care about fixing the little things because your sales are fantastic. Panasonic also had fantastic sales when it dominated the plasma television market for many years before something better came along in the form of LED. The picture wasn't as great, but it was cheaper, lighter, and had more features than plasma-based televisions. And shortly after, Panasonic exited the US TV market and the very same thing could happen to LG. It's only a matter of time before enough people experience the same problems that I am and it's only a matter of time before another company produces a better OLED or new technology altogether. As a public service announcement for gamers from a gamer, don't buy OLED if you value your money. But based on my experience with post-purchase support from LG, I can easily say don't support them as well. I for one vow to never purchase an LG product ever again. Buy whatever TV you want, but ultimately I am just trying to protect people from being burned. And if you're interested to see just how bad this burn-in looks, I'll post a link in the description to the article that shows how bad my screen looks. Moving on to a more positive note, PlayStation seems to be aware lately of how much value Xbox Game Pass offers. First, there was the PlayStation Plus Collection that debuted alongside the launch of the PlayStation 5 and provided some amazing experiences free of charge to anyone that owns a PlayStation 5 and PlayStation Plus. Free games obviously require an impossible-to-find $500 system plus monthly subscription, 
but you get the idea. It was a very smart value add to a new set of PlayStation 5 owners and clearly a move that Sony made due to Game Pass. While this move didn't put the ball back in Microsoft's court and they aren't day one exclusives like what you can find on Xbox Game Pass, these are some of the best PlayStation games of the PlayStation 4 generation, including God of War, Last of Us Remastered, Bloodborne, Persona 5, Uncharted 4, and many other excellent titles. With brand new games being released on PlayStation Plus, we are finally seeing a shift in PlayStation's philosophy for the service. It started with the PlayStation 5 exclusive Bug Snacks in November for the launch month of the system, and since then we have seen Destruction All-Stars and now Maquette. Not all games that release are PlayStation 5 exclusive just yet, but so far they have been new releases or a new PS5 version of a game such as Maneater in January. With this new PlayStation philosophy, it seems like a great time to create an evolving list of the PlayStation 5, PlayStation Plus releases so far in 2021, starting from worst to best. Originally released for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One back in May of 2020, Maneater gained some attention for its premise of being a shark RPG, and due to the pandemic, the minimal game releases meant that most new game releases garnered more eyes. Maneater fell into the category of B-game that used to exist, whereas now it seems that games are either AAA experiences or indies. Maneater sank to the bottom of the list for the time being because the PlayStation 5 version didn't offer much that wasn't already available. 4K60 was added, as well as faster loading times, but slight visual improvements aren't going to be the type of game that can rival Game Pass. Maneater was also just a below-average game with a review aggregate of 68%. It's the equivalent of a Dolph Lundgren movie that comes straight to Prime Video. You can do better. What happens if you took one of PlayStation's most beloved series of yesteryear, threw it into a blender with Fortnite, and then spiced in a little burnout? You'd be left with Destruction All-Stars, and in a similar vein to one of 2020's surprise PlayStation Plus hits Fall Guys, Destruction All-Stars gets in your face with bright colors, loud noises, over-the-top announcers, and huge explosions. Once due to be a full-price launch title for the PlayStation 5, Destruction All-Stars was delayed at the 11th hour and announced as a PlayStation Plus title months before its arrival. Destruction All-Stars actually remained on the PlayStation Plus for an extra month, which is quite uncommon, and I can't see many people paying full price when this game comes off the service. However, due to its modern accessibility, Destruction All-Stars does have the potential to carve out a decent niche of its own with a respectable community if it can listen to the community feedback, make the game more fun, and keep existing players in the ecosystem. Currently, Destruction All-Stars sits at a 63 review average, and at a random weekend Twitch check-in, the game only had 9 viewers. Currently sitting at the top of our list is Maquette, which is a relatively short perspective puzzler with a romantic narrative as you unfold the youthful relationship with key moments being reflected in the puzzles that you solve using perspective. Maquette is a small indie game that justifies its position with an accessible length, innovative ideas, a simple yet relatable story, and a phenomenal voice acting cast that has been led by Bryce Dallas Howard and Seth Gable who are married in real life and their chemistry adds weight and nuance and elevates a simplistic script that might not have landed as well if it didn't have them. Maquette doesn't reach the levels of some of the best in the genre like The Witness, but with a playtime of around 3-5 to five hours, you can have a good time and feel accomplished for finishing a game. Maquette was also available on PC at the same time, and it currently has a 70 review average. 
That's all for the Video Games Podcast this week. Thank you, as always, for listening. If you enjoyed the show and aren't subscribed, then please consider. And also be sure to check out our YouTube channel where we post reviews, opinions, and other things you might like. We are trying to grow our presence on YouTube, so subscribing or liking, or even just watching the videos help with the algorithm. I'll post a link in the description. And as always, please remember to be nice to your fellow gamer, and more importantly, be nice to your fellow human. Thank you.